0: When you go to uh, GM meetings and you go to winter meetings and things like that, I think that I think you're right. I think that's definitely going to be um, a, a big issue. You know, I think it'll take. I I just think there's a certain type of female that can do that job, and I don't think every female can do that job. I do think that there's either. a select I don't, I don't few. Think so. I think. I think that there's I a select there's, few that can do it, and, and that stuff doesn't bother them. Women are in that arena constantly, you know, whether it's the business arena, at the top, mm-hmm. same thing. You're getting the same thing. You're getting harassed mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. white, mm-hmm. white mm-hmm. men. You're getting, you know, you're either it's comments or it's, you know, um, something that has to do with, you know, who did you sleep with to get to the top? Who did, you know, sure. it, like that's, that's, so I think no matter what, that's going to be there. So I think but in football in particular, I think it has I to be. It, I, I agree, but I think there's a very, very small window of females that imagine, can do that job. Just
1: imagine, <laughs> just imagine, just imagine how many sexual harassment suits are going to come.
2: <laughs> They're already coming yeah. you, know, you got, you know, got, got mean, women that are working there already. Like they worked there already. I mean, already.
1: you're going to be you're going to because these dudes. I don't. I
0: mean, that's just. Oh man. I, I hate. Uh, you. I, I, that's good the thing. I, like I said, that I think, luck, I, for, like me looking at it, I can probably say, honestly, in my honest opinion, I think there's probably a window of maybe, I would say maybe five to seven women that could do that job. That could do their job, and and that and that not have any bearing on, on anything. But then even even with that being said, even the strongest of women. You know, when you deal with the constant scrutiny and the constant harassment each and every day, that takes a toll on anybody. So, you know, it's always, I, I think it's just, it's a, listen, it's a really crappy position to be in.
2: So, Soraya, I got one more question. As a woman, as a business person, as a business woman, rather, you know, you have your own company, what advice would you give To the young female mentors out there, such as yourself, who said, "You know what? I don't need to wear stockings all the time. I could put on some pants." Okay, what you gonna say to them?
0: Hey, put on your pants. Put on your pants and and get out and do it. But you know, if you're gonna put that skirt on and you're gonna, you know, you're gonna wear that V-neck top with that push-up bra, you you know, you gotta know what you're getting into. You know, pay attention, keep your eyes open. You know what I'm saying? So. You know, I'm not knocking anybody that wants to go into that type of field and, and wants to do the, wants to do that, you know, has aspirations to, you know, be a broadcast, a journalist, whatever it is. But, you know, like, like we just said, you got to know what you're getting into. And, you know, every everything that that seems good is not good for you. So, you know, you got to figure out what you're willing to compromise, you know, because it is, in essence, it is a compromise. You know, I don't give a damn what nobody says. It's a compromise because you, you have to be a certain way. You gotta fit that mold, and if you don't fit that mold, your ass is out. We get the next broad in here,
3: right? That's yep. gonna do.
0: That's gonna fall in line and do what we want. Fall right so, in line. You know, you need to come up with a plan for yourself. You know, hell, you could say, hey, I'm gonna just, you know, I'm gonna just wear the V-neck for like four or five years until my first contract is up, then I'm gonna do something else. Hey, you can do that too. You gotta know you gotta know what it is, man, and, and you know, it's just that's just that's how it is, you know, and unfortunately, but you gotta get a plan for yourself. You know, you wanna put the pants on, put the pants on. You know, get your entrepreneurship on. You're gonna leave college
2: to go get a fifty thousand dollar job. Okay. Is that something to push? Is that something to be to aspire to, for the people that's coming behind you, not you per se, oh, I want to play the sport that I love. I'll play it for free. I don't care if they didn't pay me. As long as I was able to put on a uniform and represent the WNBA, uh, I'll do it for free mm-hmm. because some people love basketball like that. That's mm-hmm. fine. But what about the people <clears throat> that's coming behind you? You would, you would sell the dream that I'm leaving school to go and make 50000 where a dude on the men's side is leaving school and he's gonna make five million, he knows he's gonna make five million. The the weakest dude in the first round is gonna get a five million dollar contract three years.
0: You on the other hand, you won't. It would take you fifteen years at top pay to see one point five million. You know, you know what? Damn, uh, that's fucked up, man. Unless, Unless you're about that.
2: See, I say shit, top. and I now i That bothered me because the top pay that is after me. six years. No, it no. It, okay, it bothers you. I know you're a woman. It it,
3: it sh- infuriates you.
2: Okay, I, I'm pissed right now because I just did the math logically, and I said, wait a minute. Top pay is after six years, a hundred thousand. So that means
0: after six years, then you start making a hundred thousand. I won't make one point five million unless I am in the league almost 20 years, I got to do 20 years before I see 1.5 to leave for the sake of leaving. Like, that, like the article that I posted, to me, I still thought it didn't make sense. Like I was like, yeah, no, it still doesn't make sense to me. All right, you can break it down. Like, you know, people can say like the women play for the love because they obviously don't get paid like the men. Sure, yes, that is a noble argument. And one would say that, yes, that is true. However, now I have a problem because now you got kids leaving school early to go make $50,000, and I think that's crazy. Right. I think that's ridiculous because at the end of the day, the women's the women are still women. It's not the men's mm-hmm. game. If you're leaving mm-hmm. for $500,000 I okay,
1: okay, okay. Let me get my Joe Pesci on. Okay, 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 okay.
4: Oh, <laughs> so <laughs> so, <laughs>
1: so basically, I mean, I, I get, I get the point. I get the point that you, they, I mean, they. I don't know why they're leaving either, but some will say you go to college to get, you come out of college getting a fifty thousand dollar job. So you go that right. if you can go ahead and leave and go ahead and get to your fifty thousand. you might as well get ahead.
0: I mean Yeah, but it's different. Mm-hmm. The only it's problem different. like I guess my only issue with it is that it's not the men. And it's just it's just to me, it's just something about it. It doesn't so it's feel it's quite, quite right. It's more, it's more than it's because flip the flip side, male
1: counterpart is, So you're saying that basically because of the male counterparts pay, that's what makes it unfair. It's yeah, like, it's just, just, just kind of like, sure so you're,
0: because,
4: yeah.
0: because when you look at so other players, too. right, like, even years ago, you look at Diana Taurasi, you look at you look at ball players who stayed for four mm. years and still went. Mm. Like, it's like, what makes you different than the people who have stayed? Brittany Griner, I think, was dominating college basketball for four years. Like, four so, years. to me, I'm just like, I don't understand what, what a year is. Like I, I don't get it. What are you rushing for in the sense of because because of the fact that it's just not it's just different. It's not the same thing. Like I I can't it just it bothers me. Something with that, it just really, really bugs me. Because at the end of the day, yeah, if you leave and you go get hurt, what you got? What you coming back to? Like by that time, mm. you ain't even got no degree at that point. So now what? So that's like, the flip so side, I think, I, to, to me, what you said about I, I um, like, that. I, I feel like it's leaving them open. You know what I mean? It's it's leaving, you know, like you there with your ass out because you trying to go and make 50 grand. Like, I don't, I, I'm i like, I'm, I'm uncomfortable with that. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> 50 grand ain't going to last you that long. I'm not gonna say I gonna tell you that shit. I are Because
3: you, <laughs> <laughing? laughs> you got, you got that ass out. I am. Shit, I, I get it. I mean, it. you
4: are. You got don't your ass it, out. Like,
1: I'm just saying, I get it. But
0: I'm saying, at least you know, if you get in $5,000 like, yo, uh, or you get in the middle standard, and if something don't work, you get hurt, standard. you can
1: go back to school, you got bread. You know, what you got was right, bread. dollars Right, so right. Anyway. So you left school. Yeah. So
0: basically, Rob, if you go to school year. for four years,
2: yeah. so you, you go to school for four years, a regular student goes to school for four years to come out to get a thirty-five to $50,000 job. But they completed school mm. to get that. So they 'cause they qualified right. because of the degree. This person mm. who went to school for free, basically, mm. and now you leave mm. school, you come out with no degree, and you're gonna get fifty thousand then after a couple <laughs> of years, you're
0: done. So now what do you how you gonna get that job? Well you get that hurt you're gonna need to injury. Now, so now you gonna have to pay. You gotta now hope to pay. You, you gotta hope that you yeah. got a that's like okay, that's like okay, hey yeah, you know, you was good five ten 5 blah, 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 so we'll try to help you out with money and, and situations, you know, but everybody don't do that. Everybody don't do that. Yeah. So now you're depending on your school or the culture, whatever, to help you, to give you a handout for it. When all your ass had to do was stay there for the four years and get the degree. <laughs> <laughs> like,
4: what kind of dumb shit is that?
0: Like, that shit don't Damn. make sense to me, like.
1: What the hell are we
0: doing now? What are we doing?
1: The real deal is the WNBA is is just like an AAU tournament, damn it. That's really what
0: Yeah. Oh, shit. There we go.
1: Real talk. That's basically what it is. Pretty much. It's It's an adult AAU league. Yeah. It's an adult AAU league. That's all it is. You're not paying them. You're going to tell me your TV contracts, none of that equal up the good pay for these women. Come on, dog. Something's <laughs> right. Like something is just not Crazy. right. You know what I mean? That whole nope. system. something is wrong. Like come nope. on, you talking about? Yep. You talking about women? You talking about women like Tarasi and all the mothers. They they were nice in college. The dudes who's nice in yep. college on the men's side, they guaranteed at least ten million. They, they exactly. Guaranteed, they guaranteed lucky if they get a million. Yep. That's a big it's gonna take time them that's eight
0: years to the, get. It's gonna take eight did, nine Harvey. years to get a million. What's the, what's the real quick? What's the rookie deal, bro? For for the women? For the men? No, men. For the men.
2: I think it's uh, three years, like six million on a, on a sliding scale. If I'm not mistaken, three yeah. for five. Six, six crazy million. On right not now. long.
0: It's not long. You gotta <laughs> play to make six million. You, you can't back make in $6 million
2: in the WNBA as a, as Stop a doing. player. You we got 30 seconds left.
0: Get crazy. that goddamn degree. Get that goddamn that's that's degree. Cut it out. That's crazy. We going to be
2: back on Wednesday. Yeah, it is crazy. We are going to be back on Wednesday. <laughs> we'll, we can continue this conversation. Damn, you know what, sisters? Stop playing yourself with your ass out, all right? Chariah said something like that. Anyway. <laughs> with your ass, yeah, ass out. Get
1: your ass back You're in school. Stop with your ass out. I'm not angry at them. I'm angry at the sisters.
2: Her rationale for saying All Lives Matter was about her four million fans. She didn't want to lose endorsements. Uh it was a bunch of rationalizations. Now, she's she obvious like her, her her father, rest his soul, like this was a dude who said, I'm not going to fight a war in another country. For, for this, I'm not going to fight in Vietnam, like, I'm not going to do it. Like, I'm not respected here, but you want me to go bust my ass in another country, for this country, and then I'm here, and you don't even respect me? I am less than a man? I'll go to jail. I'll lose my title. So her,
0: that's what her father is,
2: was. That's who he was. Now, the money is different, you know, they're making, they're making millions of dollars. So now, instead of saying that, okay, you know, I, I'm, black lives do matter. and I'm not talking about black lives matter the organization. I'm talking about the mantra, black lives matter. To say that you're afraid of alienating your fans, like, so what, you're just a robot, you just collect the check, and you shut up and smile? Is this what's going on? This is what I got from it, man. Even though she's nice and she's attractive, she sat up there with her proper etiquette and everything, you know, refined woman that she is. I still was disappointed in her responses. Like basically she's just afraid to lose money for the perception that she's going to lose money. Cause you don't know you might gain more fans because they respect you because you have a position. If you fall back and say, Oh, we need to stop killing each other and get our own community. Right. You're not really dealing with the issue of why these things are taking place. So, you know, you could lose
0: fans, and that that's why people lose fans,
2: because they don't have a position. They would just rather hide behind dollar bills. Now, yes, you know, listen, you know what, let me say, I'm not trying to be sexist, Shariah, but, you know, this is a woman's issue here, too. You know,
0: you're talking about Leila Ali. Oh, God, I can't stand her. <laughs> Yo, I, you know,
1: I know, it's just unloaded right
4: now. I'm sorry, it's man. It's
1: like,
0: nah, I, I, it's like for years, I don't know. It's always just been this thing with her. Like, I always felt like it was something. It was something about her that always bothered me. And I was like, I don't know what it is with her. It's just, you know, I didn't mind so much the cockiness and the arrogance. You know, I'm like, eh, you know, it's sports, that's what it is, whatever. You know um, It's alright But it's just It was just something about her That I was It's just something about her Seemed very Seemed a little Off and disingenuous Um And uh, fake? I, well, I mean Yeah, that that means fake, right? No, no, I know I mean, <laughs> yeah. I know it's, But like Some parts Like It was like Just kind of phony You know, yeah Just kind of certain Certain aspects Um you know, so it's like, okay. Like plastic?
2: Like like you got that plastic face, like no emotion?
0: No, I was just like, I, I mean, I don't know. Like sometimes sometimes I see her, you know, do interviews. I see her, you know, certain, certain things she talks about. And I'm like, okay, you know, that was cool, whatever. But then other times I see it and I'm like, yeah, something's missing. I don't know if it was just, I just felt like, you know, she really didn't come across to me as having any depth to her. Other than Man, uh, Muhammad Ali's that, that daughter I'm, I'm, you know, I know what it means um, Oh, you know, I'm talking to all the people I'm talking to the people that don't know daughter. what you really saying She's shallow like, and fake and false. That's what <laughs> I'm getting his, so far you know, I just, Yeah, it's just something about her That I, that I always just kind of You know, wasn't really feeling So when I read that I was like Yeah, I guess it makes sense Because I wasn't shocked by it at all Like I was I was disappointed For who she is like I'm like damn like how did you be Muhammad Ali's kid and 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 you say that? Like wow, that's that's interesting, you know, but at the same time we in the world now, look look we got Cam Newton, you know, moon walking, you know, back walking back what he said last year. We got a whole bunch of people talking that bullshit because mm-hmm. we're, we're we're talking about the dollar. We trying to save endorsements, we trying to get that money Ain't nobody worried about she's not worried about you know, she's talking about all lives, Asian lives, this live, you know, dog lives, Jeez. everybody. All lives matter. Of course, we know all lives matter. Like that's that's not that's not the point. So I think you know she's trying to be PC, and you know it ain't it ain't it's not gonna go over too well. But I, I wasn't surprised because I, I she's who I thought she was. I guess you know, yeah. and and it's just you know, but it's disappointing. You know, it's, it's very disappointing because I was like, man. You know, I thought she would be, you know, front and center, kind of trying to at least, you know, say something, you know, and and it just, you know, I mean, no depth (laughs) to her, just, you know, hey, I'm cute, I'm cute, I'm the best boxer, and, you know, leave it at that, so I don't know, I'm just, you know, it's disappointing, you know, it's it's just another athlete who ain't talking about shit, so, yeah, I'm getting used to it. I'm tired of Politically
2: Correct, man, when it comes to these uh, questions. They're asking you specifically. It's a question. (laughs) It's a direct question. They're saying, how do you feel about all of the police killing that is going on? Like, right now, this is a front and center. They're asking you, how do you feel about the police killing? You can't start off, and this is not about Leila Ali. This is about other people in that she's in the same boat with other people, you know, who take that politically correct stance to say, well, um, how do I feel about police killings? You know, I feel like, well, if we take care of our own community, um, maybe it will happen less. Or maybe if we're polite, you know, these things wouldn't happen. Or maybe Mm -hmm. if we take the stance of, of stand down, like you're not ready, you're like, resist, don't resist authority. Like, why are we telling our people to fear other people? And I, I don't mean be disrespectful. Like there's a difference when you know you get pulled over, and you know you're having a conversation with the officer. License and registration. All right, uh, all right, officer. Can you give it to him or whatever? Now, being being cordial. When I say not even being cordial, you're handing over your license and registration and doing the stuff that they ask that, you know, they want the license and registration, and then they come back and tell you, you know, well, whatever you're being pulled over for, all right, you heard that, you don't need to argue that point. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to argue that. All right, you know what you did or didn't. Maybe, they, maybe it's bullshit. They pulled you over. Okay, you take the ticket, and that's it. But getting up and sitting, getting out the car and wanting to fight with them, unless you're ready to lose your life or take a life, it's really not worth it. But at the same time, you can't teach kids to say, oh, just do whatever they say. Oh, get out and let me um, hit you upside the head, you know, with the nice things. Okay, officer, here. Here's my neck. Let me stretch it out for you. Like, you can't – like, I, I heard a conference um, the other day. You know, like, i like – I Mike, and I heard his. So me and Rob was talking about this the other day, about whether we give out passes for certain things when people say certain things. But, you know, I heard him in a conference, he was speaking some truthful things, are are black people ready for revolution? And his stance was like, we're not, because we can't, many of us don't know how to hunt for our own food, or uh, can you go without eating for a certain period of time? You know, and he brought up some good points, you know, in regards to that. But the direct question about police brutality, he was on some more like, just be submissive. Don't. Don't say anything. You know, like, we're not ready, so don't say anything. And I'm like, if somebody asks you a question about police brutality, don't bring up, oh, well, black on black crime, we kill each other all the time. We need to fix ourselves. You're taking the focus away from where it should be. Like, they're asking a specific question. Stop ducking and dodging just because you get a couple of dollars, man. Like, mm-hmm. that's the problem, man. Uh, Rob, how you, I know you saw the interview, the Layla Ali, but how do you feel about that?
1: Uh, I'm like Shariah, really. I mean, I'm to the point where I blow a lot of them off, so it don't really even, I don't even pay attention to, to people like that. I mean, mm-hmm. she wasn't saying, I, I wasn't, you know, I don't expect her, but I think, I think the problem is people expect her because she, Muhammad Ali's daughter, that she's going to be, make a stand like Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's not, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I, I think she more or less grew up with her mother. So, uh, you know, I mean, those things, too, have a say, you know. So she's not that type of person, you know what I'm saying? Listen, man, everybody ain't going to be a warrior, and that's just how it is. You know what I'm saying? You got to make sure, you know what I'm saying, you got to just live, you know. I read it, and I looked at it, and I seen it, and I seen what she said, and I I already knew what time it was. Like, Mm -hmm. you you worried about your money, you know what I'm saying? And that's what the ones that don't say anything, that's what they're worried about. They don't want to mm-hmm. lose their fans. They don't want to lose their money. They don't want to lose their endorsements and things like that. You know what I'm saying? So they don't want to take that stand. You know, she's like, oh, yeah, you know, of course the black lives matter, you know, because I'm black, this, that, whatever. But, you know, all lives matter. Listen, once again, all lives don't really matter. You know what I'm saying? Because, if, you know what I'm saying, we're talking about every day you turn on the TV, not even a week can go by, and before the week is done, three to four black men are dead, you know what I'm saying? A shot. unarmed. Mm-hmm. For nothing. People calling them for right, help. Right. So when we screaming all lives matter, you know, you're missing the point. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like people say, you know, right. you not go to a you yeah, ain't going to a cancer rally you're talking about diabetics lives matter. You know what I'm
4: saying? Right. That's not what you are out for.
1: That's not, that's uh, not heart what disease man.
4: matters too. Right. You know, yeah, and so it's like,
1: right. so it's like you know that that's not the point. The point is that every time you turn your TV, you can't go a week without three or four black people being killed, and, mm-hmm. and that's fact. You know what I'm saying? So is you know that's what that's that's the subject. That's the point. And now you know, obviously, a lot of athletes who made that all lives matter, some of them are coming out now and like, wait a minute, no, that, it don't matter. Cause obviously <laughs> right.
4: We keep getting
1: <laughs> killed. And you know, you was talking all that other. You know, we have gotta get ourselves together. And it's, just, I mean, you know, and that's the thing. Like you're just, re- you're just repeating what you heard them say on the news and whatever you know, black people say. That no, no,
2: no, no. no. There, there are specific speech. black people that that are, that are telling them that oh, bro, that. that. You know, the Richard yeah, Sherman, they, you know, mean, he, he flipped by Ray Lewis's. Like, you keep hearing the I same thing. but name. they get it from somebody else. They, they
1: not, get it from they somebody they else. From somebody they get it from else.
2: another black person they, who they feels they the mean. same way.
1: Or they might get, they may get it from the uh-huh. news. They may get it from yeah. watching another black person on the news. They may get it from the news. They watch CNN. True. They believe that's gospel. They watch mm-hmm. MSNBC, Fox. They believe these things are gospel. So this is what they hear. This is what they go by. This is what most people when they speak black people they go by what they see on TV, how TV portray us, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Even we athletes, we rappers, we're killing somebody, we're robbing somebody, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But it's all our story is or we came from the bottom and, you know what I'm saying, and things like that. So it's, right. it's like, you know, this is what people see. So, you know, and, it, you know, she ain't going to ruin what she she got a nice image. People see her as a nice, you know, attractive black woman. Uh, Muhammad Ali's daughter. That helped and she getting she getting to the money from it. So you know, like mm-hmm. I said, I didn't. Like I said, I'm not surprised. I didn't expect mm-hmm. nothing from. Her. I don't expect her to say anything nope. different. You know what I'm saying? To me, I just wish they would not even comment. Just say, you know, I don't really have no comment on that and move right. on. That that's the okay. best comment. Say no okay. comment. Like I don't really have nothing to say about no that. No comment. You know, you know what? I can respect like that even that's more. A, that's a personal issue. Like, I don't really right. want to, you know what I mean, that's a personal issue for me. You know what I'm saying? And I, I don't really want to talk about
4: that. And
2: move on. That's all it is. That's is what I'm going to do, Rob. You know, it's it's getting cold now, right? People, mm-hmm. the you're it, it gets cold down there in Georgia, right? It gets a little chilly. Yeah. You gotta wear a cold or something. It, I know it gets <laughs> written up here in New York, as you know. So this is what I'm, you know, I'm going to round up some people, you know. Maybe, you know, I'm going to go to one of those uh, rallies, you know, like, uh, you know, when they having a the, the All Lives Matter thing, and I'm going to roll down there as a black man, and I'm going to go down there, and it's going to be winter time. it kind got to be winter because I need that effect. So I'm going to go down there, and if I see anybody with a coat on, I'm taking it off your back, and I'm going to put it on the ground. I'm going to say, All Lives Matter, what about the animal that got killed that's on your damn back? Cut your bullshit. You know, we got a phone call. Let's, let's go to the phone line, 7325. Crazy. Talking about all lives matter, but you wearing a coat.
0: Get out of here. My brother just me, said I don't 5. like nobody. <laughs> yeah, 7325.
2: What's your name? Where you calling from? You listening?
3: Hey, yeah. Hey, it's, uh, Charles. Charles.
1: Charles, brother Charles hey. for the group.
3: <laughs> What's going on?
1: Charles,
2: Charles,
3: Charles Slider? Mm hmm. Yeah, what the? Nice.
2: Oh, right, before you go on, what's the GSW, brother? Is that Golden State Warriors?
3: No, 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 no. Good job. Oh, okay, it's okay. Because I like,
2: he's throwing the GSW no, on every topic. No, <laughs> no,
3: no. No, no. no that's a nickname I was given uh, from my guest, and after getting hit, uh, hitting the elbow, hitting the damn arm from the damn uh, seven six two round. It's it's kind of oh. been my name for. It. For a while. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. yeah, I feel so much <laughs> yeah. better now. I said, Dad, he Golden State worry is hard, man. I Love the group.
3: Love the group. Love the topics that come up. Um, and, and, and as far as this topic goes, uh, which one, Layla Ali or Sarah Rose? Yeah. No, no, the, the last one you guys were just talking about, the oh, all okay. lives matter and black lives matter, and, Yeah. that What's interesting about, and I'm talking above the table here. What's interesting about the whole, you know, the athletes who are now, you know, speaking out, it it makes you it makes you wonder what's really, um, what these guys really believe in. It's it's, it's kind of a it's kind of a, a sore topic with a lot of people because of, you know, where they grew up versus what they're doing now, and I think a lot of athletes get caught up in that. Because what they believe is that, hey, you know, I grew up, you know, in the hood, I grew up in the ghetto, and I got to give back, which is partially true. But the majority of the issues that you see that come up don't really involve them. And, mm-hmm. and this, goes, this goes back, you know, back to the brothers who was, you know, in the 60s, throwing up the fist during the Olympics, different time, different, you know, different kind of different struggle. Whereas now it's, it's a little bit more precise. I don't know. I don't know if a lot of these guys like. I, either way, I'm like, hey, listen. At the end of the day, you you can do what you want to do, freedom of speech. I got that. But there's a there's definitely a uh, a risk that comes along with that. You know, I heard the guy the guy before. He was I can't remember his name. He's saying, hey, you know, fear of losing endorsements, fear of doing it. And, and, and I agree. Like, a lot of these guys probably want to say the same thing, but they're you know they're kind of upset that they're kind of like, hey. We, we ain't going to say anything because uh, I might lose this Nike contract or I might lose this, this Under Armour contract. Um,
2: so that, that I, you're talking I, about the person who stays silent as opposed to the one who makes a politically correct statement where they end up looking like a, a fool.
0: There's a lot that can go on. So IQ
2: is so, actually a skill. That's something that you cultivate and you grow, right? Is that fair to say? Yeah.
0: Okay, thing. so then I think that's part
2: of the problem that you know, like Rob said, and what you have always elaborated on, the kids are being given too much too soon, especially when they they're coming up in the game, pop Warner, and when they get to high school and things like that. So if you're not if you're not um, learning the game and understanding why you're playing, you're not just playing because it's fun. Like, we always keep talking to the kids, oh, you should have fun when you play. Yeah, you should. You know when you have fun? When you know what the hell you're doing. Because when you don't know what you're doing, the game isn't fun. Because I can tell you something. When a kid gets put in a situation out there on a football field or on a basketball court, and they're put in a situation where they don't really know where they belong and what they're doing, well, you know what happens to that kid? That kid gets knocked over a lot. That kid gets run over a lot. They just look lost. And it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to the parent. It's humiliating for the kid. And all we really had to do was show them the game before we let them get on the field. Now- founding fathers, when you were founding fathers,
1: son, you just get away with a lot of kids. Yeah, I, you yeah. Know, yeah the founding right, you know? Speaking of
2: the founding fathers, that's not, that's not you know, they, they hold slaves, good. man. Founding fathers is rapists. You know what I mean? You can look at that at the, at the history of this country. You can look at the founding you know father know I mean? of hip hop. You know, he, he, you know, he a molester too out there. Yeah, I'm putting you on blast. Hey, we we talk about everything. Allegedly, right
4: allegedly, allegedly,
2: allegedly, allegedly, okay, allegedly, allegedly okay. Uh, allegedly. Well, you know what? Allegedly, allegedly, Thomas Jefferson has slaves. Okay, allegedly, no, he got allegedly. black children. That's oh, that's not alleged. That's fact. Okay,
1: that's, that's fact. fact, right? That's fact. Yeah, a lot of that's stuff fact. is fact.
2: You know what? Hey, that's man, fact. you don't. But I mean, and, and then you put this out. But you
1: you saying that that man, everything is alleged. They haven't proved anything. They don't prove that he's done anything. So oh, you mean that, other than
2: the people that came out and said that? Okay, I feel hey, you, though.
1: I don't, hey, a lot of people came out and said Bill Cosby did shit. Then they came out well, that smoke, that fire. There is. that. that's all. I no, I, that. Uh, but what I'm saying to you is, until you can put sex to it and they prove it, it ain't prove it. It's a leg. You, yeah. you can't be out here saying somebody did shit. It's a
4: suing. Everybody's suing. Mm-hmm. So
1: six, 10, I know
2: everybody's suing. They're, and then when it come so out, that you know, man. you know, I got a question. Maybe it's Sarai. You know, you are a good law student. I know you're about to go to law school at some point. Um Here's oh, a good Here's a good legal question. And this for anybody out there aspiring student athletes that's thinking about being a lawyer. Here's a good question. If somebody sues you for an alleged, you know, like defamation type of thing. And then it comes out later that it was actually true. Can you go back and countersue? Hmm. Huh. Hmm.
1: Huh. You're yeah, a good question. You know, you kind know, of like, kinda answer like answer. Lance Armstrong. Like
2: Lance Armstrong I'm was sure suing was
0: people. I, I was. mean, Lance so. Armstrong. He take right, right. 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 your right. question. He was suing people. Because he was defending his character,
2: and it came out to be true.
0: He was saying people was lying. People got fired. That. People lost he their jobs.
3: People, people lost that. their
2: jobs because of Lance Armstrong. So he sued, and he, he got you on know one. Yeah, they dropped they his shoes. How
3: far? though?
1: Uh, he didn't get no money.
2: Can they sue him he now no... since, he, he, since what yeah, he, they he said was, was fabrication? Oh, okay. Everybody's trying around. to
1: sue, yeah. but they're probably going to throw it out. Why? They don't get no money.
2: He don't get no money. Oh, he ain't got no money because well, they don't took
1: it all,
0: right? Right, he, nah, he, he still got bread. He ain't broke. He ain't, he ain't broke, broke, he lot, broke. He got a lot of shit to pay back, though. So what to, to uh huh? The post office. He nah, no, but that no, that post store, the, the 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 sponsor, the sponsor stuff that they, you know, he had to pay that back too. I think it was the post office, the U.S. Post Office, you know, was sponsoring their team or whatever it was, whatever it was. But it was like millions and millions of dollars. He had to give that shit back. They were suing he his did ass. He gave it
2: back. I, th- I think he. I think yeah, he had, he had to. to get some bread back. Yeah.
1: They were suing. They, they were probably. Dead. Man, he probably paid. He probably filed Chapter Thirteen quietly. Man. You're right. You're right. You're, right. You're, right. you're right, you're
3: right, you're probably bad. I ain't messing with raw today, man. I ain't messing with him, man. He probably
1: told us five times 13. I'm sorry, He's just 50. I'm probably, i bankrupt. I ain't got no money to pay y'all back. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get hey, out of here. Get out of here, you
4: digger. Oh, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: oh, man. Oh, you man. Know, Hey, where the it's call paid, is man. at,
2: man? If you on hold, man, press one, get in the queue, we will get you on. If not, we're going to keep on talking. And yeah. that's okay, too.
1: That's okay. Oh, man. On, wow, man. that's crazy.
2: So, you know, so, Sarai, I got one more question. As a woman, as a business person, as a business woman, rather, you know, you have your own company, what advice would you give to the young female mentors out there, such as yourself, who said, you know what, I don't need to wear stockings all the time. I could put on some pants, okay? What you going to say to them?
0: Hey, put on your pants. Put on your pants and, and get out and do it. But, you know, if you're going to put that skirt on and you're going you know, to wear that V-neck top with that push-up bra, you, you know, you got to know what you're getting into. You know, pay oh, attention. Man. Keep your eyes open. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm not knocking anybody that wants to go into that type of field and, and wants to do the wants to do that, you know, has aspirations to, you know, be a broadcaster, a journalist, whatever it is. But, you know, like like we just said, you gotta know what you're getting into. And, you know, every everything that that seems good is not good for you. So, you know, you gotta figure out what you are willing to compromise. You know, because it is, in essence, it is a compromise. You know, I don't give a damn what nobody say. It's a compromise. Because you have to be a certain way. You got to fit that mold. And if you don't fit that mold, your ass is out. We get the next broad in here. Right. That's going to fall in line and do what we want. Fall right in line. You know, you need to come up with a plan for yourself. You know, hell, you could say, hey, I'm gonna just, you know, I'm gonna just wear a V-neck for like four or five years until my first contract is up. Then I'm gonna do something else. Hey, you could do that too. But Damn, at wear the a end V-neck? of the day, wow. you gotta know, you gotta know what it is, man. And and you know, it's just that's just that's how it is, you know. And unfortunately, but you gotta get a plan for yourself. You know, you want to put the pants on, put the pants on. You know, get your entrepreneurship on, because
2: <laughs> hey, I'm only like putting
0: it out, they out there. No, I, Hey, I
2: got to, I you
4: feel know, like we ain't gotta wearing no B right?
2: Yeah, exactly. You know, and, well, I know you for a little while now, so you know, this is what we do, man. We put out questions I got too much
0: mouth, people. so that's well, the problem. I, I, well, I we talk all talk too got much, too much well,
2: mouth. That's why we got our own show because, you know, like I said before, they don't have enough money to pay me to be on that show. I'm sorry. Any show. So we have to do our own. Granted, there will be some people who will sponsor us. Who really believe in our talents? Because, you know, we are truthful, we are educated, and we have um, degrees uh, in that field. I mean, I'm gonna tell anybody out there trying to get into sports broadcasting, journalism, media—it's difficult. This is not hard. something that you Hell can yeah. do. It's real hard. It's not just something that you—if hey. you mm-hmm. go wing, there's research involved. You got to know what you're talking about. You got to know when to plug in, allegedly, and things like that. Because, you know, people come at your neck, man. You know, you got people coming up to the stations asking for respect on their name. You know, they be at your door, man. <laughs> man. Be careful what you say out there. Put some respect on their name, damn it. Shit.
1: I mean, it is what it is, man.
2: It is what it, it
1: is. I tell, 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 tell young people straight up, man, start your own business. Become your own business. Then you ain't can you more control your own destiny. Entrepreneurship. Be more, be more entrepreneurial. Yeah. Yeah. Because at the Teach end of the day, you
0: know, no. it's it's, it's right. a hard thing. You know, it's it's hard, and you it's know, not it's just it's, like, really it's, it's really not hard. No, 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 really no. That's that that part is not hard, but you know, when you when you're running your own ship, you know, it's hard because you're wearing all the hats. So, but that's also the fun in it. So you got to be able to decipher. Do you want to do that? Do you want to do all the work? Or do you want to just be somebody that falls in line and, you know, and, and go that route, which is fine. But at the end so of the day, So is the fall in I, line,
2: uh, is that equivalent to the uh, the V-neck wearer?
0: Absolutely. You yeah. got to play the game because, because at, at, this is what the game corpus. is. Hey, we want you, we we want you to wear course. this. We want this. We want, you know, so that's what it is. That's what you have to do. So throw when, on you, the jacket when you want to get into the, the when you get if you in, really
2: want to get ahead, throw the jacket on.
0: Yeah, but you still have the jacket on with the with the V neck. Like either way, the V neck is coming out. <laughs> the pumps, the right? pumps, and the V neck is coming out. This is what it is. Like you know, but at, at the end of the day, you know, be your own boss. You know, be in charge of your own thing. And 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 you know, for me, you know, I would love to. You know, in my heart of hearts, I love coaching. You know, I love coaching. I love – it was great. You know, it's a great feeling to be able to, you know, coach kids and, and you, know, you, you know, you helping them out and whatever, right, because you're like a counselor too. You listen to their problems. You know, it's a great thing. It's a great feeling. But at the end of the day, every time I feel like, hey, maybe I'm interested in this coaching job, I always get a quick snapback, please. I'm in, charge of, I'm in charge of me. I like that. I like that better. I like that better. That's it's what better it is. It's a better feeling. It's a way better feeling. And the way social
1: media is set up now for these young cats, you can start your own stuff. It's on your a It's on a platter. You got, you got YouTube. On. You got everything. You got all kinds of ways to get out there and promote yourself. Everything at your fingers. So yep. that's why, you know, you can go out there and be your own business. You don't have to listen to what, what you know, Disney's telling you, Fox is telling you, this is what we're looking for. This is the look we're looking for. We're going for this look now. No, this is the look. Be I'm going your on. own.
3: Exactly. Being this is stars, who I am, you know? when and you I'm going just with, gonna. When
1: you're yeah. you going to these colleges, these mm-hmm. kids going to these colleges. If you're gonna to go to college, man, go for something that you know you're gonna get paid for. Don't go to school for these liberal arts and you ain't gonna get no money. You ain't gonna get paid for that. <laughs> you know what True I'm saying? Sure? Stop, yes, for, stop yes, believing too. that bullshit. Stop believing True the talk. bullshit. Hey, I got a liberal arts degree.
2: It didn't pay me a damn thing, all right? Damn, I, got
1: you know what what I got one, but I got I mean, four
3: more, okay? I got you know four saying? more.
1: You got to wind ain't up, but you arts, have to go back because you realize liberal, the liberal arts shit ain't going to get you nothing. It's a, ain't it's give me a, a damn game thing. Time. It ain't get you nothing, you know? So if you're going go hey, to go like, to school, if you want to be, you're going to go to school for journalism, learn how to do it. But like I tell my story, tell them, listen, man, put your plan to what you're getting educated to. Go into it already knowing you're trying to start a business and you're getting from exactly. there the go on how to get to the business. So your business exactly. is running on the concept of what they're showing you. You know what I'm saying? So then you can flip it around you can, and you're running your business and your project. When they give you a class project, your class project is your business. It's your business. It's so you fucking play, plug play, and play because baby. You, you know it. what I'm saying? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Plug and play.
0: play. You got to learn your oh. thing, you Damn, know? Rob, you so, just helped man. some
2: college kid with that one, boy. You just helped a you know college man? kid for real. You
0: got to understand
4: what
1: you're dealing with. You got to exactly plug and play, like she said. Plug and play.
2: But You know what? You you know, know, I know like what like on we, we talked about we talk about what Shariah does. You know, we talked about my company briefly, you know, what I like to do, but you know, Rob, you know, he's in the business of helping people for real. You know, he does disaster relief and you know, he does a whole bunch of other ventures, you know, he got the health nutrition and fitness going on. I know he spoke about that, but you talk talk about that disaster relief, that, that business, that field, you know what I'm saying? Like learning that trade. At a young age, we, you got, got, a, we got we got a lot, got lot of a different, different. I mean, we, we got a we lot, lot of different right
0: things up here. Listen, we don't
2: really talk <clears> about <throat> that. We don't really be trying to talk about that stuff like that, you know. But
0: it's a hustle.
2: It's
1: business, man. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't. It wasn't a big business, you know, until uh, Katrina. I mean, it was it was a no business, but it was majority white men that was getting the money in. So hmm. you know, it was probably a few you know blacks singled around getting catastrophe money, but you know now it's more you know when we black people about the treatment, you know they came they needed the help because they needed them all hands on deck. That's how you get. I got it, and you learn. You know what I'm Insurance is like a skill you learn, and the thing about it is a lot of brothers don't understand. You know, it's a good job. So, uh, you know, if you ain't afraid of heights or you ain't afraid of weather, you ain't afraid of going to traveling all over the different places, you know, it's a good it's a good career. Especially if I'd have known about this, said, I might not even went to college. I didn't, I didn't need college. I made more money. <laughs> college, day, helped me one damn bit with this job. <laughs> Say
2: it again. Say it again, so, brother, so, please. So, you you college know, Day is, for everybody.
1: College, College is for everybody, man. You know, this is a job you can do right after college. 18, go get you your, your insurance Right after license, high school. Right after high school. Take the test. Instead of taking the test, you can go take your test and a license industry. get a license for your state. And boom, sign up. Get out here, man. Go take a course. Learn how to do the measurement. If you're good with your hands, you can work out in the field. You know what I'm saying? If you like to ask the phone, you go behind a desk and you can sit for long periods of time, you can go and you can be inside the building. Yeah, <laughs> the same way
2: you sit behind your computer on social media. You can sit behind exactly. a desk and, and
1: really make real calls. They get, they get, get paid. paid. Right. So listen, we're so, trying
2: to put the, I mean, the alternative, uh, alternative uh, areas of expertise out there because, you know, it's money outside of college. Like, we all live the illusion that college is supposed to get you a job. The reality is a college degree may get you an interview if you have proper experience, but when you go to a job, if you can get the experience, then I can go ahead. But you still got to be able to flip your experience into something that you motivate on your own, you know, and I know that everybody's not a business person. We know this like, you know, Rob, right. We know that everybody can't run a business, but we're not talking to them. We're talking to the ones who actually want to be business people. Go and do your thing Don't waste time in college Okay, go and get something specific have That's going to help you You've got to have a plan are talking and to student athletes as well Everybody's plan. not going to make the pose
1: You need a backup, backup plan To
2: the backup plan You need those plans you know, because you got to make especially decisions you
1: ask me.
4: Especially
1: you ask me. Your dream is to be that I'm going to play in the, in the league I'm going to play in the league you might not make it to me. You. you might get hurt. You might get a coach that don't hurt. like you. You mm-hmm. might get a, you know, there's all kinds of like We just talked about politics can ruin your career. So.
2: We talked about, about that at length. Politics ruins careers.
1: So you got to have a backup plan on how to live the life you want to live. You know? And that's what you got to look at. And that's what you got to go get. And the best thing to do is to be free. Entrepreneurship. Be free. Be free. You
2: know what I'm saying? And, and we're not what telling you is. That, this, that it's easy. It's not easy. It's a grind. It's not it, easy. It's a it's grind. Very, it's a lot of hours. But, you know, at the end of the day, is that you know that seems like it's a new phrase now, at the end of the day. I like to go, at the beginning of the day when I wake up, I feel damn good, <laughs> man. Okay, I'm about the end of the day because I don't <laughs> sleep that much. You know, anybody that knows me, I, I'm up. You go to sleep and I'm up. And when you wake up, I'm up again. So when did I sleep? Somewhere sure. in between. <laughs> Damn Somewhere
1: sure, right. Word so, you, know, you know what I'll be up doing?
2: I'll be up reading and I'll be up writing and putting some plans together. You know, if not for me, for somebody else, man. Because I got to help end people. Of the day,
0: I, I got to help me and I help, the, and I help end end other end, people, man. But at the end of the day, it's still yours. You wake up in the morning, it's yours. It's hard work. It's a grind. It's all of that. But it's yours, and that's something that nobody could take from you. It's yours. This is what you built. It's how you want it. You make it how you want it. You know, so, you know, those of you who have jobs where you hate your job, you know, or you got a supervisor that's an asshole, you know, or, or that don't know as much as you do, you got the experience or whatever, you may not have, I mean, you know more than they do. You just don't have the time. And, you know, everybody can relate to something like that. So, yo build your build build your, your world how you want it. Build your job, you know, your lifestyle how you want it. So there's no excuses nowadays, you know, everything is at the palm of your hand. Podcast, you know, taping, YouTube, so, all kinds of social media. So yo, make it happen, man. You don't you don't have to be one of those, you know, wearing wearing a sure. crop top and a V neck shirt with the push up bra. It don't have to be like that. it ain't gotta, yeah, gotta be like that.
2: Did you, know, all right. yeah, you, I you step out? Move. On Twitter. I'ma shout her out because your, she was one of the first ones that I have seen. You gotta work for your payday. Absolutely, bro. There's there's gotta a young lady payday. on Twitter. She she started her own sports show. Uh Lauren Beasley. Yeah, I'm gonna just shout her out because she was a, she's young. She was young then. And she was doing oh, yeah, her own sports out. show on her own. She holding 19, eighteen, nineteen, twenty years old. I'm talking about and she knew her sports. But you know, she did a straight up sports show. You know, we're doing the sports, reality, uh, historical. Like we touching everything because sports is just not about the scoreboard. It's deeper than that. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we have to go this route because we have too much experience to just go, okay, this person scored 30 points tonight, and that's it. All right, now what? That's why the guys be sitting on television looking crazy, looking at the teleprompter. They're not free. All right, for all the air conditioner dudes, all right, that work in those spots. Yo, we watching you, man. All right, do the right thing. If you're going to play the
4: then
2: you better do it the right way. At least <laughs> give us give the damn point <laughs> hey, the way that we hey, we
1: when put we it out school, When we was in college, I, I know it's a bad influence, but, hey, it's the truth. When we went to college, we had three rules in college. <laughs> we had three rules in college when
3: we went to school. Oh, don't you, oh God. <laughs> yeah,
1: cheat before repeat, use mules and when it out, you I'm
4: saying?
1: So, then, so you learn a lot of things in college, but a lot of shit you learn don't be necessarily for your course. You learn how to get by in life. So, you know what I'm saying? You got to think, you know, college is a good experience for you. Like, so, you know what I'm saying? like my man said, you apply yourself. You know, if you apply, you yourself, apply yourself, you know, it's, it's all good. But, you know Damn, I'm Cheap saying?
2: before repeat. What class? What classes fall under that? That would be Spanish 102, um,
0: <laughs> <I> math
2: 108, <laughs> statistics you know 250. What
0: 250. Those, I mean, all any all of them, calculus
2: that that 500. you in life. Listen, I'm no damn architect, man. I ain't I ain't taking no damn calculus. And when they made us take a science, I took chemistry, food and nutrition, what I can eat and what I can't. And I barely passed, but I got through because I ain't need that
1: shit. <laughs> Listen, man. Listen. It's, it and is man,
2: I'm just being honest, man. Calculus. But I, I earned Yo. my degree, all right? I did not buy people's papers or anything like that, and I ain't knocking nobody who did, okay? You know,
3: we all got out. Listen.
2: You got out. <laughs> he got
1: out.
0: All I count. That's all I count.
3: Hey, but don't worry. You know, Just I easy. will
2: have a uh, I have a venture coming out. I can help you get through college. Oh, you can't do that. <laughs> <I am. laughs> While we was away, um, me and Shabriah, you know, we 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 took in a movie, a documentary. Uh, Mister Chips. It's a documentary by Kenny Anderson that was playing in the. IFC Theater down the Village, across from West Fourth Street. Um, you know, he he did a Q and A, you know, after the uh, after the movie, the seven o'clock. I mean, it was an excellent, excellent movie documentary. It was a it was an actual movie. It wasn't like you know that reality TV stuff. Um, it was just a great movie. I mean, it's a it's a must see for anybody that you know is aspiring to to get to that level because you're talking about Kenny Anderson, you're talking about a four-time high school All-American. You you know, know, one of the leading scorers Mm -hmm. in high school history in New York. And, I mean, the dude had a phenomenal, yeah, he had a phenomenal high school career. I mean, phenomenal. Phenomenal. You know, he had the handles, he could shoot. Mm -hmm. You know, he was a down-to-earth brother. And the movie... Mm -hmm. It, it, it took you into his life as an adult, you know, making the transition, you know, from being a professional basketball player to being a being an adult, you know, life after basketball. And um, one thing that kept that resonated with me and made me think, you know, I kept thinking about it for the past week. He said that he played ball to take care of his mother, and his mother passed. And she was able to, he was able to take care of her for 20 years, you know, based off his NBA money, and then that's all that he lived for at that point. And it made me think, like, wow, you know, that's what sons are supposed to do. That's what they're supposed to do for their mother, you know, or your parents, period. Like, you know, these are the things that you take with you. And it just stuck with me for some reason. then she passed, and he was like, he ain't had no plan B. So now... He's finding himself. It's all about progression. Shariah, what you got from the movie? I mean, I got so much stuff, but, you know, we was there together. And you know, what you got from it? Uh,
0: it was great. I mean, it was a great thing to see. Like, you take a glimpse into what someone's life is like outside of basketball. Because we all know what Kenny Anderson was as a high school All-American and, and all the accolades for that, what he was at Georgia Tech. Like we all know what that what that was, but a lot of times you don't get to see what goes on behind closed doors, and that was something that you know I think that a lot of well every sports you know player or, or whatever aspiring pro athlete or you know whatever whatever it is, I think everybody should see this this documentary because it's important because it shows a level of or a lack of understanding when you're younger, you know, and, and having, not having the, the complete picture around you as far as people around you that can kind of help you a little better, you know, as far mm-hmm. as given the situation, you know, and, and what, mm-hmm. what's about to happen. You know, you can always say, well, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. But once something happens when you're allowed to get all this money all at once, it's a different thing where people are not right. telling you no and people, you know, you have everything at your disposal. That's a big deal. And a lot of people can't handle that. And there's a lot of things and a lot of factors from when you when you're growing up and and, and how you grew up, a lot of that shapes who you are as an adult. So, whether or not you dealt with it or not, you know, it, it's just it, it it's a whole big thing and it's, it's it's just it was just a a great thing to kind of just see him rebound from that. And, and to, and to you know, pull, his, pull himself up by his bootstraps and kind of just take control of his life again. Um, I think the biggest thing that resonated with me was that him telling the story of him being uh, sexually molested. Uh, right, I think right.
4: That,
0: I think that there's not enough, uh, whether there's athletes or, you know, black men, there's not enough of that in terms of telling your story because, like he said it, he thought – you know, it just it, it 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 sounds away coming from a black male, and you know you have all of these insecurities about it, but it's not it, it's not about um you. It doesn't make you look weak, or it doesn't make you look a certain way. So you know that's something else to deal with. So there's layers to it,
4: and oh, you know definitely. I just
0: thought it was I, I just thought it was a great thing for him to even come out and say because he didn't have to do that. He could have just not said anything about it. And you know, I just—I mm-hmm. mean—I applaud things like that when 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 guys come out and say like we talk about Ron Artest when he won the championship with the Lakers in 2010, and he was like, I gotta give a shout out to my therapist. And a lot of us was like, you know, a lot of people was like, oh, he's talking about a therapist. That's real. You know, it's that's real, funny. man. He liked I mean, that.
2: I mean, and he said he, he goes to therapy part. every every week.
0: Yes. You know, <laughs> every once a week. week. So to,
2: you know, to unload. You
0: know so i mean that's that's so i think I think from that standpoint and the relationship with his with his mm-hmm. sons and his kids and you know it's just it's so many layers, and I think that a lot of kids uh definitely need to see that um because it's important so but it was great. he was trying you to know, he's trying to be a you, you know a better
2: man and, and um and a better father a better husband think about and a better father better husband mm-hmm. better friend i mean the thing about the uh the sexual molestation part was. You know, he went into detail as to say that, you know, he wasn't penetrated or anything, but the fact that he was touched in areas that he didn't want to be, it traumatized him, and, and he, he blacked it out for, for 20 mm-hmm. years. Like, like, yep. and, and this is a person that he didn't go through. He went through a traumatic experience, but, you know, it was, he wasn't raped or anything, but, you know, it's pretty damn close. But to be able to deal with that and his mom being on drugs and, like, he went through a lot. You're talking about a kid from the hood, you know, who, you know, he kept his grades in school. He had the scholarship, you know, to Malloy. Somebody, you know, they paid for it as long as he kept a, a B average. So, you know, he wasn't a dumb kid, you know, so you got to look at it like this. You're 20 years old and you're coming into millions. And then, you know, you're taking care of your mom. And every, like you said, right? everything is, yes, nobody's telling you no, like, you're the multimillionaire. You're the man. You in Jersey. You from mm-hmm. Queens, and you playing for the Nets. Like the world is yours for real, you know. But Rob, you know how it is, man. You know when we see these type of um, these type of films, and it just takes us to a place where you know where we came from. Like you know, mm-hmm. Kenny represented us, you know, because, yeah, because we're from all from the same yeah. era. Yeah. You know, you know, so when when you
0: see it, you know, that it it,
2: it was a good movie, is all I'm saying. You know, I, I vividly
1: remember him and Marcus Liberty. Marcus Liberty didn't do well mm, and he ends at least did well. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Marcus, Marcus Liberty was my class. Made, that was that was class of eighty seven. He, he didn't make it to the <laughs> yeah. league and none of that. But he was nice mm. he was nice in high school from Chicago, whatever. And you know everybody don't everybody don't do it under the bright lights like that. And you know nope. everywhere he went, you know some put up he, he rep. You know he definitely always rep, always repped New York, always you know stayed through the New York basketball how you how how they played. And you know he never from when he went to Georgia Tech and when he got drafted, you know he, when he came to the Nets and all that he was. You know, he stayed true. He stayed true to his game and you know what I'm saying. That's the that, that's the beautiful thing about it. So, you know, I hope a lot of kids who don't know you don't know who Kenny Anderson is, like, you know, he might want you definitely wanna go check that out because like he meant uh he, he was big to the he he was big. He was big to the city. I remember I remember a freshman year, he was like the first freshman ever started for Malloy and he uh-huh. was Putting up numbers, and they did know who. It, like who is this? We got three more years to watch this kid. Like the shit yeah. couldn't wait. You know what I'm saying? Because the Knicks was, about, the Knicks was still one of that. They wasn't good. Like they ain't right now. But you know what I'm <laughs> saying? Man.
3: The more
2: things and, change, the more they stay the same. You,
1: you know what I'm saying? But he was like must see basketball in the city. Everywhere mm-hmm. sold out. Everywhere you went, out of town, everywhere. Everybody wanted to find out who the kid from who the lefty from New York was. You know what I'm saying? So you know he so it was yo. He was a visual. So it was a vision. He, he definitely did mm-hmm. his thing. And a lot of mm-hmm. kids, a lot of you young boys, who yeah, you aspire to be a, a guard, point guard, play, and just even to be be a guard. Just go look at go go check him out. Go check son out. You know, take a like, take know, a peek. Yeah, take like you peek. know, what I'm saying? Oh. go go to YouTube and go see some clips of him. And see how he had that ball on the yo-yo, and how you break a trap and all that. That's, you know, that's go witness
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, guess
5: what? Those young writers don't want to work with you. So that's your fault. So how?
0: But how did he fault. think that that was going to work? How? How? Like when you think about it, and and you put that together in your head, how did you think that that was going to work out, considering how how he's going about doing things? Because I've seen him on um. Uh, what's the show with the the sports reporters on Sundays? Mm-hmm. I've seen him on there countless countless times, and they let him on black him. culture. Yeah. He, yeah, he was on wow. there. I've seen him a, a number of times. You know, number he's talking about time, how I've black culture it. did this and black culture, exactly. and, and, and you know, and and so when you think about it, how did you think that these writers were going to give up their their jobs at the Chicago, you know, Tribune and all this other stuff, and the L.A. Times, the Dallas Times, to come write for you? And you've done, you know what I mean? How, who Who's going to put their name behind you, considering who you are and what you stood for? So, you know, especially with Disney, they're not, they not going to let you do that. You must be out your mind. Now, if you got a little bit of how he wanted to go about it, then, yeah, because, you know, of course, you could sit there and talk about the black culture and put them down, and that'll work just, just that's fine. That's what they wanted. That's what's going that's, on with the yeah. media now. Exactly. And, and, so and that's, a, he should, that's what they wanted them to do. Yeah, he he, he he just, he really played himself on that
2: one. I, but I don't he's even been know doing what that, so what, what what was his real <laughs> issue? Nobody, like y'all said, nobody wanted to come work for this dude because it basically, at the end of the day, he, he, he acts like an ass clown.
4: Yeah. I mean, because right. he says one right. thing,
2: and then, you know, he comes off base with another opinion. Oh, well, you know, uh-huh. if it wasn't for rap music, you know, nothing. Listen, right, me, I gotta, Rob, you brought this up uh, maybe last week. How many HBCUs did he go to? Exactly. I have to, get, like, to look for writers I mean, like you. Come on. All
5: right. Come on, man. Check this out. If you wanted, if you really wanted to do a show from the ground roots like that, then you go get you some, you go to these colleges, go get you some many good writers, these young writers, get them internships, get them grades for it. You go out there, you tutor them on how to become better writers and create what you want. But if you think, right. if you're going to go flag... He thought he was gonna go flash Disney money around and go snatch the best people in the best position. That's no, right. they're not gonna do that. They're not even gonna go work with you. They know they hear are hearing through the grapevine, uh, we don't know if he, ESPN gonna pick that show up. Right. I'm not
0: putting my name. And on they, that. And they, and they know how and they know how he moves. So if all I exactly. need to know is how you move <laughs> if I'm working under you and I'm, I'm going and, and I'm potentially looking to switch jobs. The first thing I want to know is how you move. So if I don't like it? how you move, it, then come on. How how is this supposed to work? How am I going to leave my job to come work up under you? So you know he's just, he's he's, a, he's an idiot. He's an idiot for that. You know, and he, he ain't got nobody to blame but but himself. Nobody to blame but yourself. So basically,
2: what, what what he's looking for, he he is trying to take his ESPN money, the checks that he's getting from them. Right. And he's trying to create a platform like what we're doing and put it on ESPN. I could tell you right now, I don't know what back room he was smoking in because, you know, I know he came on Colin Cowherd and talked about how much weed he smoked when he was 26. You know, excuse me, he had a 26 year old female roommate and all that stuff. You know, when he first went to California, Um, I don't know how much weed he smoked, but you must be smoking. If you think you was gonna do this type of show on a Disney station like ESPN, th- there's no way it. I don't care how much stuff we talk about on here, how much teaching we do, or how much expanding we do. When we take it, you know, uh, live and have video, and people can see our face, And see our expressions, and, and and see PowerPoint presentations and all of that stuff. Like we we're gonna go there. I mean, because we just getting started. There's no way in hell that any of the big uh, media outlets are going to take on this type of show because we're talking about the culture, counterculture, because the culture in media is not black, okay? It's white. It's white Mm -hmm. women, too. White women. In reality, why no white men run it, but white women manage it, and they up in there. And so your black ass, all right, Jason Whitlock, your black ass who talk Mm. out of both sides of his mouth, you're not going to use our checks on our time to talk about your shit unless you're going to be doing what you're supposed to be doing, bashing the culture. You know, keep talking about how, you know, maybe a Jay-Z song contributed to somebody, you know, not listening to their coach. Some wild stuff that he be trying to tie together. Wild stuff. You know,
5: I'll, be, I, I'll
2: read a Whitlock article and i am like, all right. What are you know, he he'll, talking about? He'll, you know, he'll rope me in, maybe in a, in a first paragraph or so, because I'm I, I was, I was like, oh, okay, I see where you're going. And then by the time I get to the middle, I'll be like, yo, what the hell is Jason talking about? And I'll be ready to email him or something. I'm be like, yo, I ain't wasting my time emailing this dude, man, because so dude it don't make no
5: sense, man. Walker. That dude has brought this on himself. He thought that he was going to go and flash that big money to these good yep. to these people who have jobs and be like, I can pay you more come work with me. But they didn't the see the vision me no more. None of it. They ain't see that vision. <laughs> they ain't see the vision. And ain't They wasn't nope. going to see the vision with his name was. See that's the thing. When you when, when when you talk out of your ass and then that shit comes back to backslash you gotta know you gotta learn another way to go get those people. You need a you, you needed somebody who was your face. You needed somebody else to approach them about the job. You needed somebody else to picture, not you yourself because nobody wants to hear from you. Because they know what type of person you are. Now you can go ahead yep. and write a million blogs talking about how this ain't this didn't happen and and some of it may not have happened. But the fact that it got out there with, I always say if there's it smoke there's fire. So some of it might not be true. Some of it may be true. So yep. you know, I believe he I believe he tried to get you do try to flash that big money that they probably was going you know, to son. pay for the writers and things like that. But they wasn't buying it when he was selling because he's not believable. You know, he's <laughs> not believable. He's a he's somebody that's gonna bash some. Um, he's bashing things, and then you expect these same people to help you. Well, guess what? If you wanted to people to take you seriously, then you should have taken what down to a couple of these, these black colleges, these other colleges. I gave up, go to see the, the chair people and these things, and say, yo, give me some of your best writers who's about to graduate, and they need to want to get into the sports business. and Let me train them. That's what you do. You got to do it. If you, know, you want to do it from the ground up, do it from the ground up, baby.
2: Go but you can't do, do it from the ground own. up at ESPN. You're not going to ground up from ESPN, you know, because and, they're not trying to hear uh, race, culture, and sports what, from, from his angle.
5: Exactly. Because I right. like, used think ESPN would give us a show. No. They wouldn't. They're going to they tell, we, you, they're gonna tell yeah. us you're going to have to tone that shit down. You going to have a and, no and, and,
2: and you know what? Still, and that would be lot
5: money, but we're gonna want you to you know, we're we gonna need you to fall in line. line.
0: We're
2: gonna try to be, fall in
0: line a little bit. So no, that yeah. would be the
2: conversation in the back room. I mean, that's what it would be. Hey, you know, hey, you know what? You know, we'll give y'all,
0: y'all love. You know, love we we'll we'll give y'all three million dollars. Y'all.
2: Three million dollars a year, you know, to do your show, you know, do it weekly, but y'all, you know, y'all can't talk about this, you can't talk about that. And then you start weighing money you know, like a million dollars? Could I tone it down for a million dollars? Honestly, I don't know, man. I want to talk about what the fuck. I want to talk. About. No, I don't like, I don't talk need, about. You know, I don't need the That's curse. I don't. I don't need the curse. I could. I that But talking about but the things know. that we talk about, but like this right here, Jason, because like? the stuff that matters, yeah, come on. it matters, man. All right. I'm not gonna be on television. Yeah or be on the radio and just blowing steam in somebody's ear. Like, oh man, they talking that bullshit. No, when you tune in on this, whether you archive it or listen to it live, you're like, yo, they talking about some real stuff that you need to hear. And granted, you know, we all have a, a point of emphasis where, We might sound like we long-winded or ranting, but it's just a point that we're trying to get out. We never rant. We're trying to get it out there because it's passionate. So when it's passionate and it's it's geared around sports, culture, society, race, it could never start out mainstream because mainstream is counterproductive to the black experience. It's showing you that on television. You can look at any television show, and you will see the counterproductive of what you're trying to do. It is 2015. Them Cosby shows and Different World, all that's gone, man. You missed it. If you, you know, maybe you got Netflix, you could, you could kind of uh, reminisce and, you know, you know, watch that and then come talk to me. YouTube something else and then come talk to me. They understand where we came from, but he know better. Whitlock know better. you worked for Fox News, Rupert Murdoch, a straight-up racist redneck, all right? And you left there, and you went to Walt Disney. You went to one plantation to the other. And but he was, he, was was already,
5: yeah, yeah, was he was already at Fox ESPN. That's what I'm saying. You was already at ESPN. Because ESPN got right. rid of before. ESPN, yeah, exactly. He, he, they got rid of him
0: Right, he says crazy. and then you can't. You right, then then you go 20 back. Twenty inch yep. neck, twenty inch
2: neck pork chop. And <laughs> act like you don't have no damn sense. Go from Fox ESPN to Fox back to ESPN. They say, "Hey, we're gonna give you a show if you can get some
5: writers." You ain't getting no damn those, writers. Now, if they was said, behind the show, they, 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 they gave you access to some writers, right? So that lets you no, know, yeah. they, they, they let you know, we will hire a project as long as you do the work and get your own writers, because we're not going to give you no writers, right. writers to project this, because we don't believe yeah. you, know what I'm saying? Would that's you put your problem. career on the line
2: for him? right, yeah. would you put your career on the line and go work under this dude, considering now, the history not of not for, what not, has been
0: going on no. for him? Given, not me. Given not Blackley. at this age. And that's the problem. That's, no, that's not that's at the this age. age. Not, given, not
2: yeah. after not yeah. after 15 years in. No, hell no. Right. Now, I'm you, sorry, sorry, a, Jay. I can't do
0: it. Now, now, if
5: you was a, now, if you was a kid, if you was a kid in college, and you was going, right.
0: you was going to do you a, a decent salary, uh, exactly, and you, know what I'm and you was trying I'm to a young break it in school, yeah. exactly, I'm, I'm trying, trying to get trying in to the door. door. Exactly,
5: yeah. You're trying to get hey. your bones off. That's a good way to start. It may not be the Absolutely. best recommendation. It may not be the best recommendation, but. It's a, you started there, and if you did make, you know, critically acclaimed stories, that's good. That's Let good me trend. tell you something, man. You, you know come I
2: mean? out of college and you land at ESPN, you are the man, you are the woman, because ESPN is the pinnacle. That's the top, you know, in terms of media. You understand? Like, yes. in terms of recognition. So if he would have went to an HBCU and snatched up some you know, young aspiring mass communications or journalism or sports journalism writers and brought them yeah. and did the Grantland, show them the business, show them what it is. Or even if he was smart enough to say, hey, you know, this is Disney, we still could do race stories. However, it needs to be written like this. It needs to be coming like this type of angle. Like, right. granted, we could, you know, like we could do that type of thing, right? We doing it now. But see, look what we are. We have to YouTube, we got a Twitter, we got a Facebook. We got to do all of the non-personal things. Like the stuff that we talk about is really a forum. You understand? Like where we take questions and people are sitting in the audience. Like this is a panel discussion in reality because we all have diverse uh, experience that is related to sports and culture. And these guys that we're talking about now who – you know, we may criticize them at times for tap dancing, but they was already tap dancing when they got there. So they took. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so yeah, because yeah. it ain't like they, they you know, and, and and very few do you see that. You know, they get their point across, and they they don't seem like they tap dance. Like you know, like Michael Smith, I don't think he's a tap dancer. You know, he's you know kind of nose up in the air. That's the persona he portrays. Uh, Jamel J- Jamel Hill. She has a, a very good um, persona. I don't see her tap dancers. She says what she wants to say. You know, uh, Jim Saunders, like on Sports Reporter, like he's a veteran. He's an OG. He know what he could say and what he can't say, but he never was a tap dancer.
4: You know, Brian, so yeah.
2: you got to look at the role models that have been presented and follow their templates. And, and look at Brian Gumble. Ah. Like he was one, he started out, like he looked like he was going to be on the, you know, tap dance thing, and then he flipped the script and was like, "Nah, man, you know, I'm gonna talk about this. I'm gonna talk about some real stuff." So you had to respect Brian Gumble. You know, that's because why he had to he take got his to act,
5: act. He had to take his act to the HBO. He had to go to a show where he could where he could be where he could do the loose. He, he wanted. Let loose. He exactly. He could be you know, it's, on a, it's on a premium cable station.
2: Exactly.
5: So he can do the stories he wants because it's cutting edge. And it's gonna be on the left. That's what you gotta do. You gotta get. Cause you and that's, do what, it, it, and man,
0: that's you what it's about. It it.
5: yeah. You know what I'm saying? You that's, can't like, yep. uh, you can't. ESPN already fired you. He knows this. He knows how they work. They already fired you. So if you wasn't and coming you back, back like how if you wasn't coming back like how Stephen A came back and ready to kiss that ass to do whatever it takes to keep the jet from it, then no, that wasn't gonna be. They wasn't. <laughs> We yeah. ain't gonna do nothing for you, you know what I'm saying? I'm, not ain't angry gonna do I'm angry at the system. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just keeping it a hundred. <laughs> like Stephen A. ain't just, Stephen A. came, but he got fired. Man. He had the late night show. He had all that. They he died, did. He they did. got rid of him. They got rid of him. He was hurt. Yep. He was out there. He had to start doing. He had to climb his way back by doing.
2: He was on segments. He was on
5: segments. He was doing. He was doing the Steve Harvey show when Steve Harvey wasn't here, and That's he started true. doing that. Right, Steve, Harvey was, Steve Harvey put him on like y'all yeah, the one filling in for me on days I ain't here. You know, and people start listening to him again, it was like, yeah, you know, we missed you. Now he's back to where he was, and now he got up now he he back uptown. So now he's feeling himself, and he out there is issuing, issuing threats to basketball players. That's the same thing you can expect from a woodlocker. I'm just He'll get that, in the please. door. He'll get in the door and do, right. get high, get high on the person and then be like, you know what? Like I said, it's the, it's the, it's the hip-hop culture that's messing up the It's this that's doing that. <laughs> Playing them young black kids that won't pull a pants out. It's whatever. This is how this dude is. So I don't blame nobody for that one because I would have a hard time working with the check would have to be would have to be incredible, and I'd have to have his check along with my
2: check to work with him. So to work with him, like honestly, this is this this will be a figure. Like I'm 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 thinking about everything. Like for me to work with him, knowing what he has put out there and what he has presented, man, he would have to give me like five million dollars. You know that that, that first year. I'm t- I'm talking about just to just to be in the same office. And and, uh, and 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 witness <laughs> his bullshit,
5: exactly. and put what and put up with because,
2: you know, because the, the type of personalities that we have, like yes, we are all personal, but at the same time, none of us tap dance, so we're not on the road to fame. You know, I would rather teach than exactly. be famous any day of the week. Because that's what it's about. right? it's about reaching and teaching. Like, the the person who was on a fame, like, fame is this. Fame is you have money while you're famous, right? And then when you're not famous anymore, you got to work to get that money back, you know, and keep yourself famous. So then you wind up doing stuff that, you know, typically you wouldn't have done when you was famous, for the most part, unless you played the game thoroughly. But for the people who chase fame, that's what you're going to get. At the end of the day, you're
3: going to yeah. get an empty
2: plate. Your plate is empty, man. And then you're going to have to do some uh, some unre- uh, unwilling stuff, you know, to, I don't know. And you still might not be famous. But somebody like Whitlock that's been around, the man is 48 years old. He knows better. He knows
0: better. Exactly. better.
2: He came in with the tap dance shoes on, man. He, he, he danced better than James Brown. You know what I'm saying? With his 20 yeah. in neck. Yeah, you, know, you figure you got a bigger brain than that, man. But <laughs> you know, but that's what makes me mad about him because he's a good writer. And that's He what is our, a good
5: writer. He's he a, a very good writer.
2: good writer. I would never yeah. d- demean his writing skills because he's a very good writer. But the when he veers away from the facts and he starts injecting, I don't know, his opinion, maybe
0: he was one he's of the kids. kids
2: Maybe he was the number 12 kid, man. You know how you might be, you know, want to play ball and you got nine people in the park and he's the 10th. And you'd be like, nah,
4: we're
2: going to wait. You know, maybe he was one of them kids. all right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, but, but was he was the one that always got out. You ain't got to get
0: Like, he he was the one that always got out in dodgeball. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
2: please. He ain't got no, you know. But you know what, though?
0: Oh, if the people man. who are
2: skilled, who are skilled, then they can write. You know, I I ain't mad at them until they start, you know, um, taking their writing for granted. Talking that nonsense. Because when you write something, yo, it's there forever, man. If you don't take it down, it ain't going nowhere. Same thing that we mentioned in one of the earlier episodes. Don't press send. If you don't want it out there, don't put it down. Don't say it. You know, even us, we have some control. But at the same time, knowing we can edit stuff... The only thing I'm really going to edit is if something is uh, staticky or you didn't hear what they say, I'm not going to take out a clip because I call you know, some company, uh, a racist company, you know, like I want to go work for them in the future. And I, listen, that's not what we're aspiring to do. Like, you want to give us a check for us to be ourselves and stay ourselves? You want to help me clean up a show? Like, yo, give me some, you know, some guys who just, that's what they do. They do digital. Y'all do all this electronic stuff and digital board, and and we'll just talk and you know, you know we got the cue cards and we got all that. If you want to clean it up like that, that's fine. But you can't clean up the content because the content is raw. The content is true And it's fact. Content is
0: factual. factual. The content yeah. is
2: educational. It's educational. Yeah. And and I
0: mean, come on, and, and you, you can't dispute that, facts. It's hard you to can't
2: dispute. dispute facts. Facts. dropping facts here. What's
0: going on?
5: Ha <laughs> what's
2: good, what's good? Yeah, let's <laughs> yeah. Yeah, give a shout out, y'all. Let them know we here. What's man.
5: going on, y'all? What's going yeah. on, man? We here. Another week, let's get to it.
2: Take us in, Rob, man. let to talk about okay, Dr. J, Julius
5: Irving. Yeah. Irving. Let's talk about the man, the legend, Dr. J, Roosevelt, Long Allen, product, eating, all that. That's the that, that man right there. I think he's another one of those, along with the players that we talked about so far in the last couple of weeks, who definitely doesn't get a lot of dual recognition. You know, I think everybody forgot him. he was one of the first with the true athletic ability to do certain things. You know, a lot of people believe it's Jordan. But, you know, the doc, I mean, he, he was that man. You know, he was the first do a lot of things, you know. He had the big deals too. I mean he played in the AVA. He was like Hershey Walker to the ABA. You know, mm-hmm. he, he brought mm-hmm. that money. You know what I mean? He came the league, they was built they they was you know, they had a lot of great players in the ABA. Don't get me wrong now. With Dervin, the Bobby Jones and all those cats too, you know what I'm saying? But he brought the people out. He was showtime, you know. He was the one man showtime. And you know he signed that deal with the Squares after, he, you know, he left early in Massachusetts. And he went to Virginia and played for them for two years. And then he signed on with the Nets in the ABA. And, you know, I think that's the only championship the Nets have is that one that he won that he won with them. And, I mean, the, we can talk about the dunks, the athletic ability, all that pertains to today's play. They all, from Jordan, everybody on down, they bit something from Dr. J, Absolutely. taking off from the free levels, taking off from the free throw line, the ill, the power dunks, the ill finger rolls. Even though George Gervin is a man known for that, Doc used to finger roll too. Now he can finger roll. He had it in him too. So, you know, he he, he had a repertoire. was he balled up at in the famous ruckus, putting up numbers on cats? You know, he was New York City product. But don't forget that. They'll never they forget that, you know. Right, so, right. So, I mean, I just yeah. think that, you know, Doc is one of the players that I think and over the course of time, people have forgotten. You know, people always talk about Magic and Bird. And then from there they go to uh, Jordan. And from Jordan they go to Shaq and Kobe. Now LeBron. But I think people forget about Dr. J, you know, what he meant to the NBA before Magic and Bird got there and the things he did, yep. you know, they, they were on his back trying to get them to carry the lead. People forget about He had to sneak a contract with Converse and all those types of things. He was in the movie, uh, what's that, right. Pittsburgh, what was the movie he was the in? Fish, uh, fish that say Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh you know what I'm mean? saying? That was just mm-hmm. like basically telling the ADA story, you know what I'm saying? That, that's how the, you know, I mean, he was doing it on another level before these cats started to that was 1979. He, exactly. You know, he that's a that was one back in the black exploitation fleet. You know, right. he he got down. He you know, so I mean, he contributed a lot to the game to these athletes that you know, a lot of athletes today don't know about, and definitely need mm-hmm. to understand what he's done for the game. So you know, I think we, you know we got to definitely recognize Dr. J. It wasn't Michael Jordan who started off with taking off on the free throw line. It was the man with the with the soul flow. Afro, and, you know, he should have probably he should probably be an emblem to the NBA. You know, he he meant a lot too to the NBA. They they it was a big war for him. That that says a
0: lot.
5: You know, that says a lot for him. So you know, I mean, that's my take on Doc. But what do y'all feel about it?
0: You know, yeah, take, take it's interesting though. It, it, yeah? It's interesting you say that though, because it's like, you know, when you look at Doctor J and you look at you know, what exactly he did for the, um, you know, for the NBA. You know, when you look at Michael Jordan, like you said, Rob, he's not the same He without – Dr. J was Michael Jordan before Michael Jordan. You know, so right. when we talk about all of the, you know, all of these things where we're talking about shoe deals and all this other stuff, can you imagine what Dr. J would have gotten if, you know, he was playing in this time? So you know, I think we need to be very careful, you know, and how we um, how we label people, you know, as far as like some people say, oh, you know, Dr. J, he was okay, but he was this, but you know, and it's just something is so foul about that, you know, because he did he completely revolutionized the game. Like I, I don't mm-hmm. know, nobody say I, like he. I did not have the 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 good fortune of seeing him play, but from from what I've seen of him, the athleticism was just was crazy. You know, and all that he could do. You know, it was just he was doing things that people wouldn't even couldn't even think about. So for me, it's like the legacy of him is just innovator. Like that's the only thing that comes to my mind when I think of Dr. J. Because he changed it all. He made it possible for there to be a Michael Jordan. For you know, for he told us about the shoe game and the converse, and, you know, and, and, and being cool and fouling and taking off from the free throw line and the baseline scoop layup. You know, these are things that we learned from him. So, mm-hmm. you know, everything has to start somewhere, and it started with him. And I agree with you, Rob. He should be the emblem. I'm not taking nothing away from Jerry West. But let's keep it all in perspective. This guy completely changed the game from, from, from the things that what what he was doing. He he He, he changed it. So, you know, I think um I I'm not really sure why he doesn't get the respect either. You know, I think it's I, I think I just find it interesting that certain players don't get the don't get the respect that they should given what they've given to the game. I always find that interesting. And then you have other players who have given a lot to the game as well, but it's always pushed to the forefront. But I don't think that I think that's done by design, obviously. So, damn, you know, son. you, you got you to gotta question that. It, it, it's just it's very interesting to me, though, as to why we don't see him as often. You know, we see him at All-Star Weekend, you know, uh, judging a dunk contest. But I'm like, damn, Dr. J, he, he, he's only good enough to, to judge a uh, dunk contest? Like, we can't mm-hmm. use him in a consulting capacity? We can't use him in a player personnel, player development capacity? That's mm-hmm. a little odd to me. But, you mm-hmm. know, when I think of Dr. J, the first thing that comes to my mind is, Innovator. <laughs> like, straight. <sure. laughs> like right, right.
2: That's it. That's it. Wow. Um. And that's, yeah, that's true. That's hard to follow up on that one. I mean, y'all yeah, yeah, broke it down. I guess, you know, for me, I always start off with um, numbers for the people out there who, mm. who do listen. You know, yeah. thirty uh, like numbers. 30,000 30, 30, plus points between the two uh, leagues his first five seasons were uh, professional basketball in the ABA, as Rob mentioned. Oh, Virginia. That was 71 to se- 1971 to 1976. He averaged 28 points a game and 12 rebounds. Okay? And um, his rookie season was seventy-one seventy-two. In April of 1972, uh, he was drafted by the Milwaukee Bucks in the first round with the 12th pick. He declined to join the Bucks <laughs> And he stayed um, he stayed in the ABA. And, you know, the irony is if he would have went on that team with the 72-73 team, you know, he would have uh, ended up playing with Kareem and Oscar Robertson. You know, and that would have been a a very uh, tough team, you know, to beat. You know, and that would have been coming off the heels of, of the uh, championship team. Because the championship team had won in 71. So they would have been like a year removed from the championship. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Kareem died to J. Robinson. You know, that would have been tough. So I don't, you know, mm-hmm. you could, you could, you could, you I don't know, for all the conspiracy people out there, like the championship would have stayed in Milwaukee for a little bit. You know, that's, that's easy to say. His NBA career average was 22 points and six rebounds. He went to the All-Star game every year of his career, between the ABA and the NBA. He never missed the All-Star wow. game. That should tell you something. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, and then, let's see, in 1985-86, now remember, y'all just talked about everything that he had. He had the shoe deal. He was an ambassador. Uh, Remember, he was a a perennial all-star. He already had, you know, won a championship. Um, He had stock in the um, Coca-Cola soda plant. Had the, had the converse deal was doing movies. His 1985-86 salary with the Philadelphia 76ers was 1. 1.4, 1.485 million. One wow. million four hundred thousand was his yearly salary. And mm-hmm. um, it tells you, huh. you know, you give millions, you give multi millions to the game, and you get like percentages. of, you know, they it was really grossly underpaid. Still. You know, even for what they brought to the game. So look at it like mm-hmm. this: if he was making 1.4 going out, because he was that was his last season was 86-87, so he was going out with that. And Jordan came in in 84-85 um, season, making three million. It shows you where the league was going. You know, like they were making more money, but they were still keeping it. You know, at the point where you know you still had to uh, really work outside. Uh, of the game, and I guess Sharad, this will answer your question about why they don't get they don't get props uh, after they uh, finish the game. You know, outside of the the ageism issues that we have, you know, in this country where you know new is supposedly great and old is you know old school or whatever. Like until we stop that division, old school, new school, you just gotta recognize greatness for what it is, Doctor J. Mm-hmm came in the league in 1971. You know, I was born in 1969. So, granted, you know, at like three, four years old, I was able to really recognize uh, some movement. You know, like who's flying up and down the court and who's jumping and who, you know, guys like Dr. J, you know, they draw you to the TV screen. Because, you know, this guy's high flying. He got an Afro. Man, I lived in Harlem at that time. We had Afros, man. Dr. J looked like me, okay? Well, I looked like him. So you know I'm going outside. You know I'm trying to touch something. You know touch the pole on the gate. You know you you know we small. We can't touch no nets. But we jumping. You know get ready to break our neck. <laughs> He's trying to be all athletic. And he was a people's person. You know he was out there. But this is this is the uh, language of tells you what's going on in the world of sports. October twentieth, nineteen seventy six. He was sold by the New York Nets to the Philadelphia seventy sixes. That's the mentality. They are commodity stocks. It doesn't matter if you're Michael Jordan, LeBron James, uh, Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing, whoever. You can be bought and sold and told what to do. And if you don't play the game, after the game is finished playing you, you just disappear in, into the background like any other multi, right. uh, you know, multi-level superstar. You know, Kareem's um, mm-hmm. Will Chamberlain anybody anybody could fade to to the background. You don't have to get mm-hmm. the limelight like, after you're done. You know you're either gonna play the game or you're not. Magic played the game. You know he smiled in front of the camera. You know he embraced. You know everything. Uh, you know as it come out later. You know he was really kind of cutthroat. But you know you can't be. You know, plus Doc was a real was a real person. You know he'll tell you how he how how he really felt. In the, in the same respect as um, like a Muhammad Ali. Like,
4: mm-hmm.
2: no, matter, no matter what you tried to do, you wasn't going to take away his greatness because he was what he was. And you could, you know, they threw him in jail. I'm talking about uh, Muhammad Ali. But you know, Doc, they tried to, you know, mom and scandal and things like that. But that's the old, the, the whole syndrome here. You know, you try to rip a man down from the pedestal that you created. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's where we are, but his legacy solidified because yo, he did fly for the foul line. He was in the ABA. The NBA would not have been what it was if it wasn't for the mm-hmm. NBA-ABA merger with Doc being one of those key pieces.
5: He played, you, you yeah, got,
2: you, you got to look at it. He came in the he came in the ABA in 1971. The NBA was in trouble at that time, they tried. You know, they put him in it the is. draft, the territorial draft, tried to take him into the NBA. He said no. Doc said, Nah, I like the ABA. You know, I like the crowds. I like the fan fans.
5: Right. Uh,
2: I'm sure they were making pretty decent money in the ABA. Nah, nah.
5: Yeah, this first, yeah, first, first contract with the you know, he made 125 thousand. Oh, 125 thousand in 1971. Man, that's not bad. I mean, a, but what was it was interesting is you said when he went to the Sixers, he made 1.64, but he had just made a mill. Signing on with the, they had to the up his contract to a million in the ABA, so he didn't make that much more. He was actually, you know, he only made a couple more thousand, really more,
2: right, right,
5: from the ABA to the NBA with that contract. So you know, he was that's pretty, and you know, and when players look at him as the ambassador, he was like an ambassador to the game. He is considered the ambassador to the game. You know, they love mm-hmm. him. He like he likes the Billy D Williams the best. You know what I mean? He's so smooth. Yep. He cool. it was smooth. He man. Cool. Yeah, he's he was commercials. Exactly. So that's what He was, was. Yep. He, was he, he wasn't no live bra, you know. He was just he was a smooth brother. Cool. You know what I mean? Fair. Everything about him everything about him gives off class. Like he does everything. I mean, he was one of the first cats showing up And also, Star game with the Knicks on and all that. Like, he showed he was killing them, you know? That was just, <laughs> he was just, you know? Everything about him just, his whole style was New York. You know what I'm saying? But it was that cool. You know, he was one of them true New Yorkers. Yeah. It was cool. You know, they don't, they wasn't bragging, they wasn't boasting. He knew where he was from, and he repped it, you know, in a, in a, in a nice, in a, in a professional manner that made people mm-hmm. be like, yo, you know, like one person said, Bobby Jones said, he was the first person they knew by just one name, doctor. They, didn't say, right. they just called him the doctor. You right, know, hey, right. He, he was just out there performing on cat. you know? So, I mean, he his due is, is definitely underrated as far as, you know, his value of what he did to the game. Because at that time, the NBA was hurting.
3: They had yeah. great
5: players, but they didn't have the dynamic player like this. Who could, right. you know? You look at Kareem and Oscar Robinson; those were those are great players, but they wasn't electrifying like this. That's why. Now can you imagine? Like last time we talked about Oscar Robinson. Imagine if Oscar Robinson had more flair to his game. You know, instead of That's just cool. instead of him just being a straight fundamental cat who was killing you, if he had some flair to his game. He had the highlight, you know, doing stuff Doc was doing, to him. then his triple doubles would have been magnified. But it was It was it it was a yeah. quiet, huh? It was a quiet. You know what I'm saying? Where he did his thing, but the way Doc played was so electric, you had to take stock and notice. What he was doing, you know what I mean, right? So that's
2: crazy. I think about a I think about a story that I had heard on um, on YouTube, and that it was about it was World Beef Free. He had he was telling the story because you know he's from Brownsville, and he yeah, got, got drafted by drafted by the Sixes, and he used to uh, commute to practice um, from you know Brooklyn to Philly, you know, there's it's only like an hour and change to get there. So you know, like an hour and forty-five minutes. So he's on the highway. They they late for practice. Doc is sleeping in the car, so he gets pulled over on the highway, and the cop asked him, like, "Well, well why are you speeding? You know, like, what's going on?" So he said, "Hey, you know, I'm, I'm on the Philadelphia Seventy Sixes, and I'm trying to get to practice." So the you know the cop was you know you know, basically you know trying to clown. He was like, "Nah, I'm I'm, I'm a rookie. I'm I'm, I'm world be free." I'm. He said, "Oh, you world be free, huh?" You know, he like he was really gigging on. He said, "Nah, look, I got I got Doctor J in the car. You know, he sleep right here. So the you know the officer looked in the car and he said he saw it was Doctor J. He was like, "All right, y'all hurry up, y'all get to practice now. You know, you'll be safe." And he, he woke up later when they got the practice. He told Doc that he got him out of a ticket, and he was like, "I I was sleeping. He was like, yeah, you know, you still was able to get me out of it.' And that tells <laughs> you. That <laughs> tells you. You know, like it's like if I'm in a car, anybody you got a superstar in the car. Like, uh, you know, it's Doc, man. Like, that's the
0: cache you got. Yep,
2: you got Doctor J. I mean, I'm, I can't, I can't even emphasize him playing in the '70s. What he did, you know, looking at him on television or looking at him live, you know, to mm-hmm. go up to. I know you see those pictures, uh, you know, that might be posted every now and then of him being in a rucker. Like, if you was in a rucker in the 70s, it wasn't, like, a crowded ballpark. Only when certain people came by, you know, and right. it was a community type of park. So, yeah, that was real when you see uh, people sitting on the gates and on top, you know, looking down from the roof of buildings. You know, right. Dr. J was here. You know, Wilt Chamberlain was here. You know, Kyle Hawkins was here. Like, you know,
3: but yeah. you could ask
2: any of those guys, and they're like, Yo, Doc was Doc was a bad fellow. Kareem. Kareem, you know, when he was doing the retirement tour, Dr. J, in 86, when he ended up in L.A. and they gave him the rocking chair, Kareem did the speech for him because he's from New York. And he gave out straight that to him, like, hey, man, this is one of the heroes of our sport. There's actually a documentary called The Heroes of the Sport. It was on Netflix. Anybody that need to um, check it out, it's pretty it's pretty interesting. They got, you know, it got Doc, it got, uh, like, Joe Hammond and you know, like what happened to these guys. And it was going into the whole historical aspect of, you know, New York City basketball. I mean, it's a, it's some real good stuff out there for people who actually uh-huh. want to learn the history yeah. of the game. Like, it's so much information out there. And, like, we uh-huh. always keep repeating, look at the guys who we've just touched on in the past two months between all of the episodes. This is episode 13, lucky number 13. You know, we – we we talked about so much stuff stuff that people don't even want to talk about but we have no choice because of you know where we come from like we're all uh former athletes uh students of the game watch game film I mean, you know, like right, like me and Rob, you know, we spent like hours, like we used to watch Paul, like oh, yeah. the ball all the time, like <laughs> and we and we're not watching it as fans, like we are watching uh-huh. what's going on, the dynamics, the certain plays, we see the mm-hmm. momentum coming, like a certain play would change the game, we would like, oh, it's over, it's a wrap, you know, and yep. growing up and and looking at you know looking at these guys, who so we talked about, we talked about Michael Jordan, we talked about Kareem. Oscar Robinson, Isaiah Thomas. I mean, when you talk about dudes like that, like these are game changers. And Dr. J Mm -hmm. changed a decade. You understand? Like he didn't, he was the 70s. If you want to say Bird and Magic was the 80s, Dr. J was the 70s. Because Dr. J was the man. He had sneakers, he he was doing soda, uh, he had uh,
5: movies,
2: and he was He was just the man, I mean, you know, Doc, and then when you see him in the city, you know when he come home, or if he go out to long you know Roosevelt, Long Island, or he was up in Harlem, like you could you could roll up on Doc, you know, get an autograph, he'll talk to you, man, you know, tap you on your head, you know because you were you know I'm young buck in the seventies this is this is a six foot seven man, you know what I'm saying he's not a little guy you know, he's going to tap you on the head. Hey, All young right. blood, you know, because back then it was young blood and young buck and,
4: <laughs>
2: you know, you ain't not even have you a know name. Right? You know, <laughs> hey, hey, little man, every little man, you know, you know, they see you see yeah, you on the court and um, like older cats, like who did play ball. Some of them, you don't even know. They was really nice in the game. You know, they walk up on the court, they show you a couple of pointers. Hey, nah, do it like this, do it like that. And, you know, they might hit, like, you know, eight or nine shots in a row. And as a kid, you're sitting there like, well, who was this guy? Who was that? Do you see that? And he's one of
0: those they guys. They not no more.
2: They, yep. they can't because they don't, they don't understand the history. You're never going to be a student of anything if you don't know the history of what you're trying to learn. You can't just step into like, something uh, yeah, and, and yeah. expect to learn it on the fly. Oh, I think I could do it. You could think you could do right. anything, but if you try to do it and try and fail, you're you're nobody. You're nothing. I mean, you know, you, you, you just can't do it. I mean, Doctor J, you know, uh, up at Massachusetts University of Massachusetts, you gotta understand, this is a New York guy going up to Massachusetts, the University of Massachusetts mm-hmm. Amherst. And they don't get it don't it don't get too much whiter than Amherst, man. I could tell you that right now, man. All right, so much yeah, about that. We're talking about the early 70s,
5: early,
2: seventies, sixties. Okay. 60. Right. We, really we were sixties because he went up there in sixty nine. He went up there in sixty nine. So you gotta think about it. It was turmoil in, in in America. It was uh you know, racial divide. It sounds familiar to today actually. Same thing, but on a on a deeper level because Jim Crow was still kinda in fact, you know what I'm saying? Like we weren't that far removed from it. So we got this 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 big black man up in, you know, Massachusetts, and, and he's just, you know, dropping numbers, and he he's wearing an afro, and he chew gum, and he's personable, All right. and, you know, and he's not, you know, he's not some arrogant brute. Like he's a, a people's person, and they respected him, you know, and he did his, you know, years up at UMass, and he got up out of there, went to the ABA, and if you, if you want to be straight about it, you know, the ABA was really like a black ball player's league. I mean, uh, you know, shit like that. It was, more,
5: it, it, it was more court ball because you know it was up and down. It was just like how they played in the Rucker, and he, that was something he was familiar with. He could just get up and down, use his athletic abilities. And what people right. didn't realize is that his athletic when he got there, they was like, yeah, you're doing that in college. But then he gets to the ABA, he's doing the same thing. He's still dunking right. on dead He's dunking on art. Artist Gilmore, He's done on all these cats. He hanging in here, and right, them. he just coming out of play. Like, oh. That's what it is. <laughs> they, yep. they looking at just like, oh shit, He's doing the same thing he did in college. Like, yeah, dude, uh-huh. ain't change? I can still play. Right. You. you know, I can play. And
0: you. you just think right. I'm, loca- I'm a
5: rookie, you know? Right, my
0: location yeah. changed, but my game ain't changed. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, I'm still doctoring. I'm, I'm the truth,
5: baby. You better check it out. And you know, these are, you see you can see by the work he put in, you know, in his first playoffs in the ABA, he was putting up numbers. He put up numbers. Right. He was putting up numbers the whole year. I mean, they didn't grant they ain't played too much defense in the ABA, but <laughs> it, was, <laughs> right, it, right. it didn't yeah. make too much difference either way because when he got to the NBA, he still was putting up numbers. It was, right.
4: You know, I mean, it was you it's
5: like he you wasn't football. playing against, exactly it's not like he wasn't playing against the same players. He done played Against the college on the NBA, he was the same dude. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So he was he was there giving them the business. I mean, just just to think that you know, young cats is going to grow up, and right now, like our era, cats is growing up saying, well, Michael Jordan was probably the best. Was the first avenue was probably for us cats who came before Michael Jordan. We know it was Dr. J, the Connie Hawkins, and, and these other type of players. That was Wade, George Gervins, and all these dudes right, who ushered right. In, in athletic, who ushered in athletic uh-huh. ability. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that led to the fluctuation that you see now, and that's when you started seeing, you know, seeing the big man with the handle, because before they wasn't used to seeing no big man with no handle bringing the ball down, jumping from there near the foul line dunking. That was like, right. he ain't even—he's not even seven feet. He's six seven doing and uh-huh. Ups is ridiculous, though. So, I mean, it, it, it's just a shame, you know, he only gets recognition at all Star time. And, you know, in Philly, I know they, they got mad love for him. But, I mean, I think all over the league, it should be more for for the Doc, because the Doc has contributed a lot to the game. And, like I said, you know, he did a lot for the game as far as showing cats how to get that bread and how to be professional at getting right. that Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's a big difference. You could get money and be be an asshole, but he was getting money and being smooth about it. We can name about
2: 15 of those. We can name about 15 guys who were getting money and they
5: assholes. Exactly. Mm He got his money, and he did it with class and dignity. You know what I'm saying? Same way Kareem, the Oscar Robinson did it. They went about it in a different manner. They, they, They knew they was talented. They knew they was special. But, you know... I'm, give it, I'm I'm I'm. I'm doing it with a, with a professionalism one, you know, not so abrupt. Yeah. I mean, and I and don't get me wrong because I definitely support the young boys. I, I get it. I, I understand. I get it. They got the chip on their shoulders, but you still got to do some things with class and dignity. You know what I'm saying? You got to be more professional. They got to learn to be a little more professional. That's the truth. Yeah, they that, definitely do. You right about that. You no, know, that's where Doc come in with. Where you don't have to bring in, if you don't feel, and I don't know why you would feel that he's not a good basketball mind, but you should be able to have him as a consultant on how to show the cats out once again, like Kareem and you know? them. Be professional. This is how you do it. This is how you go about handling your business. Make sure you have the right people around. Make sure you're doing the right thing. You know what I'm saying? And this is what you're using these guys for because they've been through the league, they have the experience, they have the knowledge, they've been great. They know how yep. to be great, and they can show mm-hmm. you how to even be greater. They can show you why, exactly. That's what, and that's where you get cats like the Robert Griffin. And then when they don't listen to the other black athletes, whether you believe Donovan McNabb was great or not, that's the best debatable. I think he was great. I thought he was a great player. I thought he, did. he had a lot to offer to me. Some people may not believe that, but he's been through the situation. So That's what you need. That's what you need the old heads to bring the young heads through the, through the game and show them certain things that they don't have. What is the Michael Jordan legacy? MJ. <laughs> MJ like, I'm, First, I'm going to start off with his legacy. MJ in my lifetime is going to be, I'm still going to say he's the greatest player that I've ever seen play. That's bottom line. I'm, I'm 40 ad and I'm, I'm still sticking with MJ because that's how I believe he done it in college. He did it in the Olympics. He done it in the pros. He's a winner. Can't knock being a winner. He's a winner. He's a true champion. He won. Bottom line. Can't take that from him. You know what I'm saying? Love, he killed my Knicks. I res- I still respect the game. I, I just I can't, can't deny that. I love the game. I love basketball. I love what he do on the floor. Everybody that's playing right now, they all give it up to MJ because of what he's done. He's basically done it. He showed you how to get the money. He showed you how to stop letting the NBA pimp you. The NBA can't use, he couldn't use his likenesses. They had to pay him for everything. That's right. Pay me. Pay me. You're not going to use it and get me nothing for free off of me. He got Ewing. He got Barkley. He got all them cats to start doing the same thing. You know, so, I mean, he's a businessman. That's right. He is. He got he, he handled that business. That's what you got to do. You know, when he, he sacrificed a lot in his first years when he played. He didn't get – he wasn't getting the big contracts. He let the other players get the big contracts. Then at the end, when he had to come back, they had to pay him. That's right. You got to pay me now. Now I need that bread. You got to pay me. I'm selling out arenas everywhere. I'm the number one. Damn, I'm the biggest son. boy in the sport. You know what I mean? Gotta pay him. So to that, everybody started getting paid. All of them. So you can't, I mean, his his effect on the game changed everything. The way they, the shorts, the way they look on the court, the way cats mm-hmm. walk and mm-hmm. chew gum. Cats win and got bald <laughs> heads. Everything. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing that he ain't put his print on on the game. I don't know anybody who's done that nobody's done that nobody's done what he's done he's changed the game he's how the game okay everything is faster to it now you want to get into the sneakers and all that come on man this is this is business this is business at the end of the day if you don't want to buy it don't buy it you know right. that, the they same- want to spend 250 right. if they want to spend 250 dollars that's on them but you it's know the same shit it's but it don't matter. No. Polo sell the same. It, 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 polo polo sell the same. They still buy it. Very that is true. They they still buy it. They sell the same. They day day. They sell it. So yeah, do Jordans. They sale. So do Jordans. I buy all my J's know? on sale. I buy all my J's on See, you know me since 89. Since you know me, you know everything. I cop Jordans all the time. I've been wearing Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. No, when he, nah, no when he, doubt. When he, was, when he was killing the Knicks, I was still wearing J's.
2: I That's what I understand. J's. And you know I didn't
5: understand. understand. So, <laughs> <laughs> it don't matter. Them was good sneakers. I'm a sneaker collector. I love sneakers. You are. You, sneakers. Yeah,
4: true indeed.
5: You know that. You know I collect sneakers. I'm a sneaker collector. That's what I do. Right. So I love this. I don't mind buying the J's. Even now when I buy J's, I don't buy them for 250 no, of course not. But if somebody out there wants to buy them for two hundred and fifty, that's their prerogative. If you don't want to buy them, you don't buy them. That's the great thing about living in America. You don't have to do nothing. He ain't forcing nobody to buy them. He's putting them out, and cats want to buy them. If you don't, if you, if you wasn't, if there wasn't no line out there, he wouldn't sell them for that. They wouldn't be going for that price. You know what I'm saying? But supply and demand, economics. They out there, cats want them. If you want to save your money, you want to buy them. You can't blame him because somebody got robbed for their sneakers or somebody get killed. Nah, yeah, I wouldn't thing. do that. I
4: wouldn't. You do can't
5: that. blame him for that. That he has right. nothing to do right. with that. Why well, like he never Prep speak said. up on anything?
2: Though he never speak up on anything socially no, conscious.
5: He not, but he, not, everybody's not going to speak on everything. Everybody's not an activist. Then right. what your man said. You a Tupac fan, ain't you? Ain't you a Tupac yeah. fan? All yeah. right, uh, yeah. what your man Tupac said in the, on, on that Machiavelli album. He said he had to get his money up, right, to go to war. Yeah. If Jordan wants to make noise, he got to get that. He got to get the war chest right, baby. He got to be up there with the <laughs> big boys. Money, his money, no money compared to these cats with the old money. He got to build the war chest. You can't just be out here talking all crazy and ain't got nothing let to, to back you up. Money ain't money. Don't stop bullets. So at the end of the day, he got to make sure he got him He can't be out there just talking crazy. You know what I'm saying? He's a threat because he got money. Cats like Jim Brown, they don't laugh, they, they laugh at them. Hey, you ain't no threat. You no a joke. They, they, they don't respect Jim Brown. He throwing chicks off balconies. That's ridiculous. <laughs> you criticizing George? Come on, man. I ain't trying to hear none of that. You can't, you cannot disrespect the back what he's done for the game and his business. I mean, he, he and Nike brand. All of them, the top people that work for him, they black. He hired black people. He And all of them are presidents. All the presidents in Nike and his Jordan brand, they're black. That's what he does. He hires black.
3: Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten Lucky? Lucky.